Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast that celebrates and remembers all things and everything classic TV. 75 years ago today, June the 20th, 1948, the Toast of the Town made its debut on network television. Of course, years later in 1955, seven years later, it was renamed The Ed Sullivan Show. So today, we're going to pay homage to the 75th anniversary of the debut of The Ed Sullivan Show on Two Sisters and a TV. Now, first of all, a little bit of background on Ed Sullivan, who was Ed Sullivan. Well, Ed Sullivan, Edward Vincent Sullivan, was born on September the 28th, 1901 in Harlem. He was a syndicated columnist for the New York Daily News and the Chicago Tribune. And uh, he also was a sports entertainment reporter. And uh, so he was a pretty big man by the time the 40s rolled around. He had a pretty big voice in entertainment, in the entertainment world. And he actually and the columnist, Walter Winchell, were pretty much rivals at one point for years. But in 1948, CBS decided to give Ed Sullivan his own TV series, which of course, was, which was originally entitled The Toast of the Town. Now, for a generation, The Ed Sullivan Show was must-see TV every Sunday night. Now, in the beginning, the show did have its critics. I mean, the uh, uh, reviews for it were not that great. People were very critical of Ed, for one thing, because, I mean, people still to this day will say, well, what made Ed Sullivan so special? What did Ed do in regard to his own show? Well, Ed didn't really do a whole lot on camera. I mean, he was just the host of the show. He did most of the work behind the scenes. But on camera, well, he was definitely an unforgettable presence. I mean, you know, there were comedians who were constantly mocking him and doing impersonations of him and spoofing him, usually very effectively. But, uh, yeah, he just hosted the show. I mean, he was pretty, you know, straightforward. Pretty direct and have uh, the greatest personality, not very, um, you know, talkative, really, uh, not very outgoing, but it worked. You know, his personality, it, it although it was not, you know, like I said, very engaging with the audience, it worked very well. At the same time, it worked well. Like I said, in the beginning, the critics were not very pleased with Ed's performance, with the way that he carried himself on the show. But, I mean, over time, as I said, the Ed Sullivan show became an institution. And it was must-see TV on Sunday nights. Now, of course, the Ed Sullivan show before our time, but we're still very familiar with it because we grew up with a mother who grew up with the Ed Sullivan show. You know, in our family, they watched the Ed Sullivan show every Sunday night, never missed it. And so they got to see all those really good acts. And, you know, we are both really big fans of the musical acts that appeared on the Ed Sullivan show. I mean, any and everyone was on that show. And if you made the Ed Sullivan show, if you were a musician, if you were a performer, your career was pretty much uh, made and cemented at that point. But, uh, you know... It wasn't just musical acts that were on that television show. I mean, there were, you know, opera singers, opera, you know, stars and Broadway musical performances. And there was that little puppet. I can't think of his name. Um, the cute little mouse. You know, he was, uh, I can't believe I can't think of his name, but he was definitely uh, 
uh, regular in the uh, Ed Sullivan Show, The Muppets were in the Ed Sullivan Show at one point. Um, there were, of course, you know, the the plate, lots of, you know, lots of, you know, comedians. They made their careers when they made their debut on Ed Sullivan, you know, the comics like Joan Rivers and Flip Wilson and Bill Cosby and George Carlin. They definitely became household names when they reached the Ed Sullivan Show. And again, like I said, there were, you know, all kinds of, you know, uh, Broadway, like I said, you know, uh, acts and, you know, like I said, all kinds of, you know, people, like I said, you know, doing acrobatics and it was a variety show for the whole family. You know, there was something for everyone on the Ed Sullivan show for the hour that it was on. There was something on that show that pretty much anyone could relate to. But again, in regard to us, we love the musical acts the most. I mean, you know, we are big fans of 60s music. And the big, big acts of the day were on the Ed Sullivan Show. I mean, you had, of course, the Beatles. You had the Beach Boys, all of the Motown acts. The Doors, the Rolling Stones, Leslie Gore, the Mamas and the Papas, the Rascals, the Turtles, Ray Charles, Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra, I mean, anyone you could think of was on the Ed Sullivan Show. And those are some of the best musical performances of all time. Speaking of which, not only are a lot of these performances over on YouTube, but they're also available on DVD. They're DVD collections that you can purchase. Um, and also, um, if you get MeTV, the Ed Sullivan Show, the best of the Ed Sullivan Show, there are 30-minute uh not specials, episodes that are on MeTV every Sunday night, Sunday night, just like it was on CBS. Uh, they are on at 10 o'clock Eastern time, nine central, right after all in the family. So you get to see all these amazing musical acts and more every Sunday night over on MeTV. And on decades, they too bring the Ed Sullivan show. Now I haven't seen decades in a while, but they too also bring the uh, best of the Ed Sullivan show. Um, we got the idea for this episode. Uh, we didn't even realize that the 75th anniversary was coming up so soon. But uh, we were on YouTube and uh, CBS Sunday Morning, hosted by Jane Pauley, had an excerpt about the Ed Sullivan Show on its broadcast this past Sunday. And so we decided to go ahead and kind of piggyback off of that and do an episode here about the Ed Sullivan Show. Now, of course... Um, Elvis made his debut on the Ed Sullivan Show around 1956. Um, Ed was actually in the hospital, I believe, when he made his first appearance. He was on the show for three times. And he really didn't want to book Elvis because, you know, this is the 50s. Elvis Presley was seen as being rebellious. And the music that he was performing was definitely something that people considered to be, the adults considered to be dirty. They considered it to be demonic, evil. Uh, you know, it was that, you know, that race music, quote unquote. Uh, but he was so insanely popular, as we all know. Ed could not continue to not have have him on the show and when he got to actually know Elvis and this episode is on YouTube the last performance that he was on uh, was in 1957 and Ed you know said um, you know on stage with Elvis that you know this is a very decent fine boy and we've never had a better experience with a you know really big entertainer than what we've had with you so uh, no regrets about having him on the show if you do notice however because you know, Elvis was known for shaking his pelvis 
It was very, very controversial for 1950s television and 1950s America. He was shown at one point from the waist up on Ed's show because, you know, no, the adults did not want to see Elvis shaking his pelvis and doing all these flamboyant, outrageous, and just disrespectful moves. And so he was seen from the waist up. But he did an amazing job. We've seen all three of his performances and he did a really, you know, really good job on the Sullivan show. And of course the audience, the girls screaming, and you know, it's definitely something that um, you definitely want to check out. Now, of course, jump to 1964 when the Beatles made their appearance on the Ed Sullivan show that February, February the 9th. That definitely is a date that is etched within the minds of a generation because they made their first network appearance on the Ed Sullivan show and the numbers were absolutely astronomical. I can't remember. I didn't write down the number of viewers that that episode had. I forgot to do so. But uh, the numbers were huge. And you too can see the entire performance on YouTube. Now, the Beatles, I think, were on the Ed Sullivan show about another two or three times. But uh, yeah, that, like I said, that was huge. Beatles, like I said, really, like I said, uh, some have even claimed that, I mean, the Beatles were basically not as well known in America. But after the Ed Sullivan show, that's when they definitely became, you know, household names even more. They definitely shattered a glass ceiling with their appearance on Ed's show. Now, there were definitely issues in regard to Ed Sullivan. Ed could have a temper. Ed was known for not backing down. Um, If you were a performer and you came on his show and you were disrespectful or you, you know, had issues with Ed or you, you know, got into it with him, he wouldn't have you back on the show. For example, Buddy Holly and the Crickets Crickets were on the show in 1958, I believe. Uh, They just didn't get along, Ed and Buddy. They just didn't see eye to eye. And so, of course, you know, Ed did not want Buddy back on the show. There's also the story of the Doors when they made their appearance in 1967. They performed Light My Fire. And of course, you know, there's that lyric in the song, Girl, We Can Get Much Higher. Well, of course, that was seen as being a reference to getting high off of drugs. Ed did not want that lyric to be sang on the show. Jim Morrison said, okay, well, whatever, we won't do that lyric. The show was live, of course. The Ed Sullivan show was live. And when the Doors performed Light My Fire, Jim went ahead and sang the lyric, the line, Girl, we couldn't get much higher. Ed was furious, livid. You'll never be back on this show again. And was Jim Morrison, a typical Jim Morrison fashion, said, Ed was like, you'll never do the Ed Sullivan show again. And so Jim shot back, we've already done the Ed Sullivan show. So, uh, Ed was the kind of person that, like I said, he wanted you to respect him. He wanted you to follow decorum on his show and he did not want, you know, you to butt heads with him. Also speaking of butting heads, there were sponsors of his show, particularly those down South who were not very happy with Ed having so many black acts on his show. There were a lot of African-American artists on his show and comedians and, you know, they were kind of tired of it. You know, why went so far as to say, okay, I get you have to have, we get you have to have blacks on your show, but did you have to shake Nat King Cole's hand? 
Did you have to put your arm around uh, Bill Bojangles Robinson? Did you have to kiss Pearl Bailey on the cheek? And Ed, of course, you know, not the type of person to be told what to do, not the type of person to back down, pretty much told them, hey, I'll book who I want. It's my show. You're not in charge of the booking. I am. So Ed had all of the really, not only all of the, you know, really big, successful, you know, acts were African-American on his show, but he even had some who were not quite as well known because he, you know, during his time of, you know, being, you know, working in newspapers and after all, he was, he was born in Harlem. He knew a lot of acts and, uh, you know, he wanted them to be on the show too, like Bo Diddley, for instance, you know, some of these acts were quote unquote, um, acceptable like Nat King Cole, like Sammy Davis Jr., um, Lena Horne, you know, they were okay to be seen on network television, Mahalia Jackson, for instance. Um, well, that actually was uh, a first within itself. A lot of other, um, shows like Ed's variety shows were not having gospel music, gospel singers, you know, on the show. So Ed brought Mahalia on. And of course, you know, that again, broke another glass ceiling. But uh, Ed didn't just want the quote-unquote respectable black artists to be on his show. He wanted those that a lot of people, mainstream um, media, didn't recognize. A lot of artists that America were not aware of. So he wanted to make sure that he diversified the acts, the African-American acts that appeared on his show. Now, he was a big fan of the Supremes. The Supremes were on that television show for at least a dozen times. He was a big fan of the girls. He was also known for forgetting their names. So sometimes he would just announce them as the girls. He was known for botching people's names, acts names, musicians and artists names. If he got your name right, well, you know, that was, you know, extra kudos to the act and the artist as well as to Ed. But he did bungle names a lot. And he would, you know, forget. But uh, I know that um, in 1967, you know, I'm a big fan myself personally, as well as my sister, but I am a huge fan of The Temptations, a huge fan of The Mamas and the Papas. Actually, um, we reviewed a couple of their albums, uh, Temptations album on this podcast several months back, as well as The Mamas and Papas first album. And they were on the Ed Sullivan show in 1967, only two weeks apart. So, uh, yeah, he really knew who to book on that show. He was a master at it. But by 1970, 1971, of course, here we go again, Fred Silverman, he became president over of uh, CBS and he was trying to make some changes to the network and he wanted to, you know, uh, bring in some new shows and new material and wanted to revamp the network's image. And so uh, the show ended up being canceled. It was still a weekly Sunday night stable. Still the institution that it was, but Fred Silverman thought that it had become somewhat outdated. And so he decided to cancel the show. Ed had become, you know, he was kind of in poor health by that point, but he wanted to keep the show going just the same. Ed, it definitely broke his heart when the show was canceled. He didn't take it very well at all, understandably. And following the cancellation of the show, he refused to host the three remaining months of scheduled shows. Now, how they handled that, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if they just brought in reruns or if they just basically had the show without a host. I was not able to find out those answers, unfortunately. I also found out that he did not appear 
in the last show. It aired without him in June of 1971. So Ed didn't take it very well. And understandably, after 23 years of having put so much into the show and having hosted it um, and made the careers for so many entertainers and have entertained so many viewers for so, so many years, that definitely was not the right way, I think, to have ended the show. If you're going to bring that Sullivan show to an end, it should have been done in a more grander scale. Uh, it should have definitely been like probably some two, three hour special. A lot of the acts that were on the show, you know, brought back to perform. They should have made a big, big, big shoe, in Ed's words, out of the last season, the last episode of the Ed Sullivan show, of it coming to an end. And they chose not to do that. They just chose to cancel it, or Silverman did. And like I said, that just really was very disrespectful. Ed spent the rest of his life, uh, you know, not really doing a whole lot. I mean, he appeared on the uh, Flip Wilson show and he made a few other guest appearances on TV variety shows. And he was on The Tonight Show, I believe, with Johnny Carson. But his health began to really, really decline by 1974. And he was diagnosed with uh, an incurable um, case of E, I always mispronounce this, cancer of the esophagus. And, um, you know, his family, his wife, uh, had already passed away in 1973, a year, you know, a year earlier, but his family, his daughter, and the rest of his family and loved ones decided that they would keep the news from him. He thought that he was just having a really bad flare up of, you know, ulcers. He'd had ulcers for years and he thought that it was just his ulcers flaring up again. He didn't know how sick he was. Um, but they decided to keep the truth from him because, you know, he didn't have very much longer to live, the doctor said. So they decided just to not even tell him how sick he really was, and that he didn't have much longer to be, um, to be around. And he passed away on October the 13th, 1974, at the age of 73. He died in New York City. If you go to New York City, speaking of which, the Ed Sullivan Show Theater definitely must, uh, something you definitely need to see. That was the place of where the Ed Sullivan Show was filmed every Sunday night for all of those many years. The David Letterman Show was taped in the exact same building. And I believe so is either the Late Late Show or I think Stephen Colbert's show is the one that's taping there now. But definitely you need to Take a drive by the Ed Sullivan Theater, definitely rightfully named in honor of this remarkable legend. But uh, as for our favorite performances of the Ed Sullivan Show, if we had to pick, definitely the Beach Boys' first performance appearance rather in 1964, that September. Of course, the Beatles in February 1964. Also, uh, the Temptations' first appearance in Mar May, rather 1967. Mamas and Papas' first appearance in December 1966. Glenn Stein, the Pips, their performance, and I believe they first debuted in 1970. Um, and those are just a few of our favorite Ed Sullivan Show performances. 
So, uh, again, if you love 60s music, you love good music, period, definitely recommend going over to YouTube and checking out those Ed Sullivan Show performances. There is a channel dedicated specifically to the Ed Sullivan Show, and you can see all of those performances over there. Some of them are cut down really short. They're, They're only like little snippets, but there are full performances on YouTube as well. And of course, these, uh, performances are available on DVD for purchase. You can buy all of these. Sometimes you have them individually, like the Temptations performances are available individually. They were on the show for like six uh, times. You can purchase those individually. You have all the Motown acts. You can purchase, do you know that? So just go and do pretty much a search on Google and you will find out how you can purchase these amazing performances of the Ed Sullivan Show. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Two Sisters of the TV for this time as we took a look back at and had to acknowledge the 75th anniversary of the Ed Sullivan Show's debut. We will be back with the next uh, another episode coming up very soon. We did say we were going to stay in the 70s, but after finding out about the Ed Sullivan Show's debut 75 years ago today, we decided to jump out of the 70s and take it back to uh, the 50s and the 60s. Because that's really when the Ed Sullivan show really was at its zenith. We want to take it back to that period and, uh, you know, uh, acknowledge Ed and all that he and his show brought to mainstream TV and to entertainment in general and to the lives of so many, many people, including we two sisters here. We'll be back with a brand new episode coming up in a couple of days, probably sometime later this week. And thank you again for joining us. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Don't forget to review us over and rate us over on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you on the next episode.